look out. It's only who to be buried with. That's how Brett starts his version but of But it was podcast. like an Aussie version of him. Look out. It's G'day, only who to be buried with. Guys, this is our special edition of the 50% Doctor Who podcast. What we do here is we invite a special guest of the Doctor Who community on. We tell them we died and we talk about their lives through the medium of Doctor Who. Does that sound fantastic, Connor? Uh, it sounds like a stolen idea to me, Aiden. It is a stolen idea from <laughs> Brett Goldstein's yeah. Films to be Buried With, which is a podcast you should all check out yourselves. Check out the original source. Yeah, which is the same thing, but about movies, which is probably an even better idea. Mm. Uh, Doctor Who's better. Yeah, well, we've just recorded we just recorded the podcast with Darius. It's a great episode. Lots of fun. It went actually great, and we had amazing conversations about yeah. our favorite TV show. It really is a great watch. So. Yeah, we also talked about the 60th trailer. That was correct. Costumes, Cos- a bit of cosplay, cosplay talk. talk. I had a few questions about cosplay. I never really knew so how they got stuff. all the all the uh, costumes, the bits and bobs, the bits and bobs. So right. stick around for all that. If you don't finish the episode and get all the way to the end. You're not a fan of the show. That's right. That's right. And we'll um, personally send you hate mail. So we'll get straight into it. I hope you guys <laughs> enjoy sorry. this episode. Yes. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Matt50Doctor. Hit us with a subscribe so we can get to 1,000 subscribers sooner rather than later. Yeah. Any I'd last words? Any last hype words, Connor? Uh, any last words? Um, doctor, Doctor, fun. Let's get into the show. Hey! Hey! 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 percent. Pop, 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 cat, cat, cat. Connor, build us up. Give us some hype. What are we doing today? Hype, 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 hype. We have one of the biggest Doctor Who YouTubers in the game. Mad. From Cardiff, as we just found out. You could say the nicest Welsh YouTuber. Yeah, go on. Why don't we say that? Let's just start more beef, Aiden, okay? Just as the show starts. Got my fingers in many pies. Yeah, it's okay. You know, one of the biggest Doctor Who YouTubers. What an honor. Mm-hmm. I've been watching this guy for about a year, year and a half. Yeah, now. I'm probably about the same, yeah. Big, big fan of the videos. Uh, mm-hmm. Honored to have him on today. It's Barry's. Woo, let's go with Barry's. Let's go. Oh my God, that's so loud. Let's bring that down. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, Barry's. Thank you so Thank much for joining so much. us. Thank today. you so much. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That was, that was a wonderful introduction. That was really nice. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. We, no are, we are hype men. We can just follow you around everywhere and hype you up. You know, oh, that's, my God. That's what I, we do. I, I need that. I need that in life. You know? <laughs> and, and I'm having like yeah. a, a rough day or whatever. Just just two people follow me around. You're great, by the way. We Love step you. in. You, we can just, you can just replay that intro over and over again. You know, yeah, us, yeah. us Doctor Who YouTubers need to be that's, hyped up a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah. That's <laughs> going to be like my, you know, like my morning motivational thing. Like yeah. when people have like... <laughs> Like their alarm, you know? It's going to yeah. be me. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, pr- I practiced that a little bit before and it, and it came out all right. I feel like it could have yeah, it, it came out pretty good. It, it could have been a little bit more, uh, you know, well read, but you know. You I, did good. That's I right. you, like, you, know, you, you know what? That's, that's totally <laughs> fine. I'm totally. That was a lovely introduction. I was enjoying Thank it. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you very we, much. We are here to do another edition of Who to Be Buried with. And um, it's been too long. It has Part been too long. Episode, you know? Last time we did this was with Troy. With and it was, Troy. I think it was in November last Red year. So. Archer Live. I think it was November, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Thares, are, are you familiar with the original films to be buried with at all by Brett Goldstein? Um, I, I'm not, I'll be honest. But yeah. I kind of like, I was I was sort of sat there and I was like, that's a good idea for a, for a, for a podcast. So uh, yeah, no, like, it's a great idea though. Yeah, that's why we stole it. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I listen to it all the time. We acknowledged that we 
well, more you stole the idea and yeah. brought it to me. Hey, I said ta- yes, talent, so, you know. talent borrows, genius steals. That's what, that's that's what it. I... Uh, that's there you the go. Same, you know? I heard it and I was like, that's going right in my pocket. Yeah, look, nothing's original that. these days anyway. So No, know. definitely it's not. True. It's true. We'll just take the idea and spin it off with Doctor Who. Uh, there yeah. is, I'm sure a lot of people are listening to us because of your content, but if anyone from our end hasn't heard of Tharys before, Tharys, do you want to pitch yourself to, to our audience? Uh, okay, so Tharys is essentially uh, Dr. YouTube channel, shockingly. Uh, it basically, it mostly covers, like, uh, news-based stuff, but I'm also, like, quite partial to, like, the old theory based on current events. I'll also occasionally do, like, a discussion video surrounding, mm-hmm. like, an opinion I'll have with regards to, like, anything Dr. related. Like, I remember recently I did one on, like, um, how there shouldn't be any more one-off Doctors after the 60th. Yes. And um, things about, like, maybe the master should be retired and all of this sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> and that's basically it. It's basically just, you know, a big kind of place for me to air all of my excitement or opinions about Doctor Who and the latest and greatest events in that mm-hmm. world, essentially. Yeah. It's a great channel. I love it. Love the live streams. I love, I know you're sort of steering away from them these days, but the, the Reddit, the Reddit leak stuff that you do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's so like, so obviously like a lot of them aren't legit, but it's so like yeah. funny to, it's funny to hear some of them, but also some of them you're kind of like, Ooh, that could be true. Or, That's I don't the know. thing. That's like a lot of people, like, I think they didn't get it. They were like, Oh, why would you, why would you talk about this? If it wasn't true? It's like, that's part of the fun. The fact yeah, that they're yeah. so silly and exaggerated is exactly why I enjoy reading them. It's basically mm-hmm. just fan fiction to the max. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which and is, it's nice to hear I someone think... talk about Doctor Who sometimes just to watch yeah. a video, especially when there's not a lot of information out. Like, well, it's that's just fun it. To like, check out mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, a lot of those Reddit leaks kind of came out like peak Chibnall era, where we were lucky if we got like the companions sat around a table. Uh, like a week, a week, a week before broadcast, you know, like that is, yeah, it was rough I, times. I literally, I, I swear, this is not just me saying it because you are on the show now. I literally, when you tweeted that out like last week, where you were like memeing on the fact that <laughs> they tweeted that photo out to like hyper it up, I literally screenshot it and sent it in our group chat. I was like, this yeah. is this is hilarious. <laughs> you follow Farris on Twitter, yeah. It's just a funny guy. I'm, again, I'm not just saying that. I actually, I, so I love your tweets. Yeah, they're just I funny. Do. I always retweet them. I just, oh, just thank funny. You, so I appreciate you know, that. No, it's definitely a great channel as well, and uh, definitely a great, uh, great tweeter. So yeah, thank yeah. you. Twitter's one of those places, isn't it? It's kind of like it's it's mental. Like um, it is mental. There's like there's sometimes where like you'll say like the most um just like random thing and it'll just like explode and then there's other times mm-hmm. where you'll say something that you think is like pretty like pretty commonly held in terms of like an opinion and everyone's like oh my god no yeah, yeah. how could you say this it's like twitch is a, it's a, a mad tight place rope to walk you know it really is yeah like, it's just a it's a i love it but i it's a strange addiction twitter yeah mm. i hate how much i love it but i always have to check it you know I it always can be a find very like, like insular place, can't it? Like it's a very kind of yeah. It can be very quite like consuming. Like everyone gets in their yep. like echo chamber, yeah, um, and that kind of thing. And I always, I always try and sort of follow people who don't like agree with me as well. Like I don't want oh just you love people, that yeah yeah. I don't want just people who see my like who I respect that agree yeah. with my perspective wholeheartedly. You know, obviously yeah. Like obviously we have our disagreements, but I think. 
it's it should be encouraged, especially in times like this, to encourage that sort of thing where, hey, we don't agree on XYZ when it comes to Doctor Who, but it's not that deep. It's a TV show. That's we're all a take. You know, that's like great. we're all chilling. It's just yep. it's just a show, you know? Uh, that's that's yeah. kind of been my perspective of recent, you know. Yeah, I love it. I think that's why we always say a lot of the time on our podcast, you know, we've been reviewing the entire show since the revival and we're now mid, uh, pretty early in Jody's era. And yeah, we're on mm-hmm. Demons of the Punjab. It's yeah. pretty rare. Actually, recently we've been pretty good, but it's pretty rare in like seasons one to nine that we would agree on many episodes. Yeah, like yeah, there, yeah. There were so many episodes and, and the debate you have over that kind of stuff is always really healthy. And I don't know, it's fun to have. Definitely, yeah. I think, well, if everyone had the same opinions, like it would just be boring, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I just find like Doctor Who fans so like easily like they get they get wound up so easily, and <laughs> yeah. it's just so funny sometimes. Or oh, they just had like the the dumbest like theories, ourselves so included, far out there, ourselves mm. included. By the yeah, way, look. I was going to make a meme about that the other day. Like, we're just chatting shit that will probably never come true. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got theories yeah. about the 60th, baby, and that shit is not going to happen. It's not happening. All right. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. But um, can I ask you about the 60th trailer, which uh, came of out? Of course. What did you oh, think? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, um, I was sat there and I was like, it's funny because I was heading back from a convention and I knew it was coming yeah, on. And I was great. like, I was literally like, I was there. I was like, okay, I got four minutes to get home. But, <laughs> I got back about, I think, like, the trailer came out about 8 o'clock UK time, like 8 p.m., and uh, I got right. back about, like, 20 past. So I think I did pretty well, all things considered, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I was knackered. I was already in a full 14 cosplay from the convention, <laughs> um, and I was just sat there like, oh my god, I'm so tired. Uh, but yeah, no, the trailer itself was, was, was good fun, you know? I think, like, this is the thing, right? And this is kind of the thing that, like, bothers me about some people, right? When, when they're like, oh, it's too early to, to, to have a trailer for something that's, like, six months away. But then they'll also be like, oh my god, the trailer didn't show enough stuff. Like, yeah. you, need to, you need to pick a lane. Yeah. Like, pick a lane, man. You can't, you can't have both of those things. Like, personally, yeah. I think what they're doing right now with that is kind of, like, the perfect medium. Where it's like, mm-hmm. it's getting people hyped and it's showing us things, but it's also not showing us too much. Like, we barely know anything about episode two in particular. Like, they've kept that yeah, under, like, lock that's and exciting, key. We know yeah. nothing. You know? Yeah, like, still six months away as well. Like, we've got... Exactly. We're going to get another, like, trailer. Yeah, oh, I definitely, think like, Comic-Con. Probably Comic-Con. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, it's like, when people are, like, saying stuff like, I didn't show us enough, like... I think like I think they showed us as much as like they should have, you know. Yeah. As much as it, as much as you obviously want more. Yeah. You've also yeah. got to remember we're like six months away. I so. also, I, I think for me, like I the new trailer I thought was like good fun and the titles got me hyped and some things got me hyped yeah. in it, but I, a lot of it I was like, oh, it's sort of the same stuff we've seen before. But the thing is, it's yeah. the fact that it was on at Eurovision. Like that's yeah, the stuff that's like, it. it's not a trailer that's necessarily for us. Yeah. It's a trailer that's that going to eight million one. people. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think the Comic Con one will be the fan one. Like, if there's going to be any big, like, oh my god, you know, like if they if they show wealth or something or like the TARDIS, yeah. that'll probably be Absolutely. a Comic Con yeah. thing. I assume. Yeah. Because like, yeah, it's, it's completely as you said. Like, I think like eight million people were watching BBC One yeah, before Eurovision. So that's like, pretty, mm-hmm. that's pretty great. You know, they they it's know really what they're cool. doing. You know, mm-hmm. they know what they do. Like Russell, they're clever. Like, I think people underestimate this. He is like the ultimate like showman. When it comes to Doctor Who, he just knows 
how to place it to get like the most eyes on it. I mean, even with like Shooty's casting and stuff, you had him being announced at the BAFTAs, which was yeah. kind of a like I, he said, you know, we had the biggest free press launch like we could have asked for. You yeah, know? all the media uh, stuff. So even right, ask questions. Even with like know? limited budget, he just knows how to like um, get the hype in, which is why I always kind of felt like when people said, "Oh, there's not a lot of budget for the marketing now with like the the Chibnall stuff," and obviously there's no shade on him or anything. It's just mm-hmm. like I don't know whether I believe that because think about all that Russell did with like a couple of emojis. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that doesn't that doesn't yeah. cost anything, but like the hype. <laughs> That was built through those things is like immense you know yeah i think even no sitting around a table you know just not kind yeah, of they're sitting around a table but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you don't get more hype than that you know but yeah even, yeah even just like the idea that he's using emojis and social media yeah, is a very, yeah. it, it's a very like modern way of marketing mm. so you can tell yeah. they put so much thought into that like they're like how can we appeal to to this younger audience mm. yeah um, I, I think, think it's a great idea of uh, utilizing like the casts like social media as well like they'll post yes pictures of themselves and, and occasionally they'll have like the odd exclusive one that's not on the doctor who socials which yep. is great because like there's so many people like, i think three million odd people follow shooty got with 2.53 million something like that it's like mm-hmm. an insane number so yeah, like yeah. just letting them letting them say hey i'm in doctor who it's coming out is so much better than uh, i can tell you the character's name and that's about yeah. it. You know, like it's it's so much it's so much nicer. And for them as well, you know, like being able to be yeah. public about this stuff for them as like actors and their careers and stuff, it makes yeah, so much more sense. That's Definitely. like when John Bishop went on Graham Norton and he couldn't say mm. anything. He was like, All I can say is I'm a plasterer called Dan. And then everyone <laughs> said he was a plasterer <laughs> in the <laughs> show. Never even said it, yeah. <laughs> I don't even see the man doing plastering, you know. It's like, come on, like yeah. um one of, just a quick one of the videos. Before. Oh yeah, you go on. Oh, no, sorry, yeah. Um, I just want to ask quickly, because I saw your um, 14th Doctor cosplay, mm. and it was, like, legit. How do you go... I always wonder this. Like, how do you guys actually go out and source the actual proper costumes that, like, the Doctors well, wear or companions wear? Because that was, that was actually, like, totally legit, wasn't it? Yeah, so, well, like, it's, 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 it's pretty close. Like, it's a lot of people... I'm not, right. like, the big, like, the big expert when it comes to, like, cosplay, but people who've been in the game longer than me. But basically... There's some people who are just like, like, like masochists who could just go through frame by frame and identify like each individual bit of clothing, um, <laughs> you know, piece by piece. And um, what I have in terms of like the suit and stuff is basically just like, it's basically as close as you can get without being the actual fabric. If right. you know what I mean, like it's 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 a it's a suit that's basically pretty close, um, and then it's just. Like the way I did it was, I just found like a like a blue wool coat, which is what he wears as the the um, the coat over the top. So mm-hmm. like I think the um, the exact like color of the converse, but like papyrus egret, I think, uh, which someone found, and then yeah, just like a, a woolen tie and like a, a like a, a white shirt. Like if you if you look into it, it's it, it, it kind of becomes easier as you go along. There's like a lot of different solutions yeah. like there's cosplay websites which can be good yeah, but they right. can be a bit hit and miss as well they can sometimes you know jump the gun on like leaked stuff like i, I bought like a shooty gatla one which was the the leather that we've seen him filming in yeah, and the right, coat looks yeah. all right but the trousers that they sent were black and i'm like that's not what they look like they're like <laughs> like they're like light blue you know um, right, right but yeah like 
there's like a lot of other ways to go about it, but I, you know, I, I've gotten really into cosplay like the last couple of years, and I, I do really enjoy doing it. There's something so fun about it. And I That's think, like, sick, yeah. I think doctors are one of those that you can get away with without like it looking too weird. Like you go on like a <laughs> bit, of, bit of public transport, and you just look like you're in a funky looking suit. Yeah, so, right. Um, whereas, like with some, I imagine you know. Like, there'd be some looks, you know, no, on no trains and things like that. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to grab the Converse collar name off you because... Um, yeah, yeah. I'll I send need, it to uh, you like, after. Converse aren't like they used to be. I used to wear Converse for, like, You used to year. love Converse. I'm wearing them right now, but, like... Oh, you, you still know. do then. No, but I'm saying, like, the, the quality has dropped massively because I used to wear Converse and they would last me about a year and a half to two years before, like, starting to become, like, you know, starting to rip. I am yeah. almost like six months and they're starting to like rip. I don't know what's going on with like the, they obviously changed their like fabric and I'm and pretty shit, sure the ones that I got were basically Converse, just, yeah. they were kind of like Converse in everything but name, if you know what I mean, where they were like, yes, <laughs> right. yes. they were yeah. like sort of Converse, but not, you know, cause they were cheaper than just buying Converse outright. Um, yep. But the, and the thing is the look is like indistinguishable as well. So it's like, Screw it. No one's actually going to see the Converse logo. And in fact, I'm pretty sure in like actual filming and stuff like that, they have to wear off the Converse logo anyway. They do. Because, they have to wear off the All-Star. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Because of promotion yeah. anyway. So if anything, exactly the right. off-brand ones are more accurate than just the normal Converse. Are, so yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I, I wore Converse like a kid. Because I, I got the red ones that he would wear in season three, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, I really don't like just, shoes. I just, I was like, I just, they're like my favorite thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I remember I said to my dad, like, I want to like, I want to get rid of the all-star logo, like David 10. He's like, no, nah, let's not do that. They cost us like $150. <laughs> like, let's just not do that. And I was like, oh, yeah. Right. But I like, I, I looked after those shoes. I loved them. And then I got mm-hmm. the, I've gone through all of his colors. Um, mm. So I want to get the 60th ones as well. Got to do it. Yeah. And the rest the, of the costume the is as well. The rest of the costume is like an awesome oh, costume as well. So, oh, I yeah. literally love it so much, especially the. It's best genuinely peak. The jacket. Like, oh, peak. I saw it and I was so like, good. I was there. I was like, because I like his original costume, but that to me just felt like everything that he like his original costume was trying to do, but like perfected to like yeah, the I love degree. It. Like it has. It keeps like the basic format, but it it's more kind of elaborate and doctory with kind of you know the more variety in colours. The tartan is almost very like Scottish in a way as well, which kind of feels perfect. That's true. And, yeah, and, yeah. More, and more yeah. and more like mature as well, which for like an older version of David Tennant's Doctor makes perfect sense. The correct yeah. like the wool, it just it all fits together so well. It's genuinely already one of my favourite Doctor looks, and we haven't even seen Definitely. the stories no, yet. Yeah. Definitely like, hit the nail on the head. I, I think it looks so good. And, and again, the the look without the the jacket. I love the jacket as well, but just the vest good. look. I write it. Yeah, he it's just so looks good. so cool. I just he I does. can't. I'll never be as cool as DT. Okay, no one can. He just, he's, he in, just, he's in his own league. He just slips back into that role like that. Like mm-hmm. he is like a oh, one, he really one has. of our. We're so lucky to have David Tennant as yeah. like one of the doctors. You know, I was yeah. I was watching so the trailer lucky. again this morning and um. Like the line deliveries are literally oh, like it's one so, for one. I can't. I literally can't. When he's can't. like, you know, yeah. laughing at the human race, he's like, you so, don't yeah. know exactly, exactly yeah. how you would imagine it. Like the one, like, the one like with like that's not a plane, that's a spaceship in, in distress yeah. or something. That 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 got me. I was like, that's fucking yeah. David Tennant. Yeah, it's like yeah. 
who else could deliver that line like like him? It's just we are yeah, just it's so it's lucky. Ge- I'm genuinely like this like all of the RTD stuff, like I'm so like just excited, like unashamedly. I can't like series fourteen as well. It's like yep. you know, it's just great. Yeah. Like the costumes in particular, to be fair, have all been pretty fantastic so far, like in my opinion. Yeah. Shooty's wardrobe is so like extravagant and cool as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's just like a there's just an excitement that I just have for all the like the, the new stuff. I just you know, that I haven't felt for, for for a while with Doctor Who. And again, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade, but just for me personally, it's just there's just something about it, man. They've just yeah. they've, they've they've got something. Nah, you're right, yeah. I think it feels it's gonna magical. be really special. It does. Yeah. It feels like strange, Doctor yeah. Who's in the air, you know? It's like yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. And even watching the footage, like like visually, it just has this magical vibe to it. I, I can't mm, explain absolutely. how. Like, it does uh, it's to do great. with the shadows and like the glowing of some of the lighting yeah. like around Camden. The and cinematography that like looks fantastic. Like visually, because obviously, like there's there's some bits of the Jodie era which look like phenomenal. Like I think her mm-hmm. regeneration in that looked really nice. Amazing, um, yeah. But there's something about like the, the 60th trailer and stuff. It looks like they've taken that and gone, uh, you know, forward again. Like the yep. colors are also vibrant and sharp. The lighting, like it, it, every every frame, looks like it's like could be a wallpaper for like, yeah, a, like a, you know like a desktop yeah, the, or like a phone or something. As well, yeah, like, yeah, lit so beautifully, mm-hmm. and it does. It somehow feels like the RTD era. It kind of has that look yeah. about it. Like it mm. feels like, even though like I just RTD era was just like kind of a blur for the first two seasons. And <laughs> I got <laughs> like, the Blu-rays, you know. I, I you got the Blu-ray remaster. I got the I got the remaster, you know. It just yeah, yeah nothing but good things to say about it, you Looks know. Yeah. Good. Oh, Connor. Yeah, we've forgotten to tell Thary something. Oh God, what? Oh no, what? Oh Wait, no. What? Oh, Thary's. We. I'm sorry. We've we've come half an hour in and we've not. No. We've not even again. To- again. Same, we it did with it with Troy. A, what's it with our guests? We've, uh, oh I don't know. God. It's the curse. It's the, the, curse, the curse of fifty percent. Yeah. Thary's. Uh, <laughs> you're. I'm sorry. You're. You're dead, bro. Oh. oh. I wish someone yeah. had told me. You know, like yeah, I, I wish I, someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's been twenty minutes. You know, we've been talking for half an hour and haven't told you you died. I, it's just so so rude of us. I, yeah. I can't believe we've done what this. What are you going to do, you know, Tell us, h- how did you die? Well, I died uh, talking to the fifty percent uh, Doctor <laughs> podcast about um, <laughs> about the sixtieth anniversary trailer. Uh, that's, that's the that's way how to go, I, You know that. You know what? I I do what I loved. You know what? I'm yeah. happy, you know. That that's my last memory is is nerded out over um, David Tennant's beautiful costume and hair. <laughs> so, in, that's in it was like just too much to deal with, and and you die. Yeah. Is that what we're going with? Just <laughs> overload. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And to be honest, we've all kind of been there where we've been like, I'm too excited for this David Tennant stuff. Oh, like, um, it's yeah. off the scale. Do you? you see oh yeah, you go. No. <laughs> I was just gonna say, do do you think about death much, there? Is it you? Do you think much about it? It's a spooky do you subject. In an afterlife. I guess. Ooh, interesting. I, I I'm one of these people who's very much sort of like you know enjoy all the time that you have while you mm-hmm. have it type of thing. Because like I think a lot of people they kind of obviously I, you know I don't want to get too like religious or too philosophical or anything, but like I think a lot of people. They kind of look forward to like the afterlife and stuff, which is like totally fine. To me, yep. I, my philosophy has always been: once I'm dead, I'm dead. 
might as well, you know, do everything I can do now while I can do it, you know, kind Definitely. of thing. That's kind of my approach. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't want to say impulsive, but kind of, like, kind of, like, if there's something I want to do or something I want to get, I'll just sort of do it. And sometimes that's not a good idea. But other times, <laughs> you know, in retrospect, like, it'll, it'll be nice. So, yeah, that's probably yeah. how I would answer that. That's cool. Yeah. I, that's um, a lovely answer. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. It's, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do what you can whilst you can. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wholesome. Wholesome. <laughs> yeah, wholesome vibes. On. Lucky for you, Tharys, there is actually an afterlife. Oh my oh, god, wow. Ooh. Incredible. It's the Doctor Who afterlife where everyone there is a Doctor Who fan and they want to. Oh no. That's where I'd be. They want Yeah, oh no. Are we sure this isn't like. Are we sure this isn't, you know, the place with a bunch of fire and redness going on and there's like this, big red guy with horns? It's yeah. real hell, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not heaven, it's hell. It's hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the people in this heaven, they want to get to know you through. They want to get to know your life through doctor who mm. so um doctor who everything they've got all sorts of questions for you and we're mm. we're here to be shining standing at the shiny pearly gates of heaven to find out the doctor who things from you does that sound good that sounds good that sounds good saint peter's hopefully, saint hopefully Peter? i get in hopefully i get well, in you know i don't know it's uh the gate we decide if you come in or not so if you answer poorly mm. we're just gonna slam that gate and then you're gonna go down yeah, to damn, the real yeah. hell <laughs> damn right. what's the real hell do you think like what is it like, it's where all the cancelled like... ones go it's... oh i see <laughs> there's a few then <laughs> oh no oh, oh no i don't want to end up there <laughs> okay so uh the first question i want to ask you there is let's start at the very beginning what was the very first episode of Doctor Who you ever saw? Ooh. Okay, so mine is a weird one. Mine is <laughs> mine is an odd one, uh, and everyone sort of like does a double take when I say it. My first mm-hmm. one was the next Doctor, the two thousand and eight Christmas special with uh, with uh, <laughs> no! David Morrissey. Yeah, oh, right. which, yeah. Is, which is a weird one. The context yeah, basically is... was, I think, like Doctor Who was on one Christmas, I think, and my like my family aren't really like into Doctor Who other than me at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But my my like dad is kind of the stereotype of vaguely remembers Tom Baker, you know that kind of that kind of parent kind of thing. Yep. And um, he saw Doctor Who was on one Christmas, thought, oh, you might like this, and uh, I watched it and I never looked back. And thinking about it, it's a weird place to start because uh, <laughs> you've got this whole idea of like this alternate Doctor and like. The watch, yeah, exactly. The doctor's past, yeah. Which the watch, which is very reliant on like series three and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know. Which I didn't have any of the clues for, you know, at the time. Um, yep. But no, I, I really enjoyed it. And even though it's it's one of those episodes that isn't that great, I still will always have like a soft spot for it, like because it mm-hmm. was to my to my memory at least like my first one. So yeah, yeah. And then I went Fair, back and a... watched like all of RTD one and. And then I really got into it, like, properly, like, Series 5 onwards. Like, I always see, like, even though David was my first Doctor, I always kind of see Smith as, like, my one, if that makes sense. Like, the one that, like, I kind of grew up with more, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, the next Doctor is, like, an infamous one for us where when we did our review episode on it, we literally spoke about it for... I want to say less than 45 seconds, and then we're like, I've got nothing more to say on this. It wasn't... Yeah, it was... was 
to the point i think we kind of like checked out early and just spoke mm-hmm. about some other crap for like yeah the for next an hour, hour. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go yeah. down well with the 50 percent boys but that's fine i think that's know. one that i'd love to like revisit like far down the line because it is yeah it is one i've rewatched it since and i was like we'll probably be harsh on it back then because there is some fun elements oh, to you? it oh you watched it at christmas didn't you i watched it this christmas yeah and um that's yeah an interesting choice. i think that's the thing i think a lot of the christmas episodes like a lot of like as Doctor Who fans, we have a tendency to like view episodes as episodes. I think mm-hmm. the context of when an episode comes out can really like either be a benefit or in some cases like a drawback to it as well. Like mm. I think I think Legend of the Sea Devils coming out as like an Easter special made it even worse. <laughs> like you were yes. sat there and you were you were there like, how is this special or remotely <laughs> related to Easter in any way? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It, because the thing is, it looks grey as an episode as well. It, like it looks so miserable. Like it doesn't look <laughs> summer. Like spring, spring. You think of yeah. like oh, you know, the sun's mm. coming out again. You know, things are brightening up a bit, or at least in theory. You know, in in the UK, it's kind of different. But like, <laughs> you know, in theory, it's meant to be brightening up. And you watch Legend of Sea Devils, and it's just like the most murky yeah. looking yeah. things it's you've ever seen. Green, rainy. But yeah, yeah with yeah, like a lot of Christmas specials, I feel like. A lot of them benefit from that Christmas, like intangible Christmas magic kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like Murray so... just adding sprinkles off his little Christmas music oh, was always was always good. Murray go. So looking the forward guy. to Murray coming back, man. That's another thing I got to Murray. Huge. All right. So my first question is, what episode scared you the most? Mm. Okay. Spooky. So I have a question with this question. Can, can okay. we include <laughs> spin-off? As in uh, Sarah yes. Jane sure. and Torchwood. Why not? Why because not? I can tell you exactly what episode terrified me as a kid, and it was at Sarah Jane Adventures. It was The Day of the Clown. Have you guys oh, seen that it. one? The Clown episode oh, with one? Bradley Walsh? Um, yes, it's an incredibly scary episode for a kid. It really too. is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, I look back at some of the Sarah Jane Adventures episodes, and I'm amazed they got away with some of it. Like, mm-hmm. considering, like, you know, I watched. I finally watched Torchwood like months, like a few months ago. Uh, it took me ages to get around to it. I was like, "Some Sarah Jane Adventures is scarier than this." <laughs> how, like, how yeah, does, we're so keen to that, rewatch it. How does that work? Like, yeah, yeah no, Day of the Clown, like, is kind of the thing that I mean, I'm not so bad anymore. But for like the longest time as a kid, I had a fear of clowns directly because of that episode. <laughs> like, yeah, it gave so me fair. the fear, you know. So like, it was the it was... clown vibe that scared you the most. Mm, yeah yeah no i think the whole thing like it was basically just it for children wasn't it like it was, yeah, it was you know, yeah, yeah. even the trickster the trickster was like mm. terrifying mm. yeah especially trickster, when he was in like yeah. the white in sarah jane's wedding i just was terrified i was like this is mm. this is some scary stuff mm. i'm just so excited to rewatch sarah jane it's gonna be so dark. yeah sarah jane quite often like it it could get quite like um deep for a kid's show as well like there's the whole thing that one episode where sarah gets replaced with another woman who is like you know supposed to die on the day that she did if oh yeah like it was on like a, a bridge or something and she fell off yeah i do places, remember that one they? and then, think, and there's like yeah, this line about yeah. how how was i meant to die and all of this is like damn it's kind that of deep, deep for cbbc you know um yeah, yeah. I Kids think that's whatever like... happened to Sarah Jane. I think that's the yeah, season yeah, one it final. Is, yeah. And I yeah. think it has something to do with her parents. I think her parents die in like a car crash or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, that, I think that's like series that. two, yeah. 
It's one That's of it, but well. I do remember on the jetty. I do remember like someone. Falling. I remember her hanging off a jetty or something. Is that? Yeah, yeah that's the one. Yeah, does. yeah. Like, yeah. He always goes to save them just before they're about to die. Really good stuff, but for a kids show. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just like, yeah. Like, we've got to, we've got to get me. around it once we finish oh, the, the new Who stuff. I'm so, so excited to rewatch yeah. it. I haven't watched it in like years. Before, so, um, before the toy maker came, like before we kind of knew it was the toy maker for the 60th. I thought, wouldn't it be sick if the reason he has the the face of the tenth Doctor is because the trickster came just before he regenerated at the end of end of time and Bruh. gave him a little offer. To be like, Ooh, hey, bruh. come for this agreement. You can keep oh, your that's face. Clever. You can oh keep your God. friend. You can mm-hmm. keep your friend, but there'll be some weird manipulations going on in mm-hmm. the contract. You know, Chris, we better watch out because I think uh, Thary's for showrunner is, is a thing. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, all right, let's have a little bit of sad talk for a second. Okay. Can we? Thary, Thary is you a crier? Not really. Not when it comes to Doctor Who. Like I, I, I do. There is one when I, you know, when I'm thinking about it, there is one thing like Doctor Who that I think gets me emotional. But like, I don't think I'm a huge crier, really. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, which which episode is that then that makes you the most emotional? Honestly, for me, I think I've said this a few times. It has to be specifically the one scene in in Turn Left where Wilf is um, talking about uh, where they're heading to the camp scene in turn left um and uh bernard cribbins just goes that's what they said last time and you're just like oh. mm-hmm. you know that's, that's so like, tough that's the one time doctor Bang who scene. has has like made me go oh shit that is like that's genuinely like emotional because yeah. it is based in something so like real and like that's i think something russell that does like just wonderfully is he's great at analyzing humans in a way which sounds odd to say but like he's he's good at kind of you know sort of expressing the wonder that we can create and you know how great we can be as a species but also the horrific stuff we're always kind of on the precipice of as mm-hmm. like a you know as like a people and i think um, turn left in general is just such a bleak kind of event because it's like what if everything yeah. went to shit um but that moment in particular just has really stuck with me ever since and if you go and watch like years and years later on like you can kind of see a lot of that dna kind of um kind of going into that so yeah that's like that's like the first scene i think not even just normally i think in general it just really made me think about like you know stuff in a more broad way and like how things could kind of really go wrong if if we take the wrong path and stuff so yeah i'd I'd say that It's crazy because I remember when I went to to Germany and I I think I went to a a concentration camp in uh, Mm. Austria or something. And and Mm. when we were around there, they were saying that they bring everyone in Germany, like primary school students or or like year seven or eight. It it was super young. I remember it Mm. being super young and they have to bring like compulsory. It's compulsory for them to bring their classes to a concentration camp at a really young age to make them very aware of that stuff. And I, I think you know everyone says a lot about making sure that doesn't that history doesn't repeat itself in that way mm-hmm. but it's easy for us to look back and be like oh that stuff would never happen in today's society but i think what turn left does really well is it it really shows that it easily could happen and, and yeah, i think there is, well. there is stuff like that that is happening like off the books in other countries as well so it's like yeah and i think we watched really that kind of like mid pandemic and the world was kind of like going nuts yeah, yeah. It was crazy and it was so I remember watching that episode with actual, like, kind of, like, 
dread in like my stomach because i was like mm-hmm. this is kind of what's happening now it just feels so legit it's and like it, a big sci-fi just, thing but it, it feels was, so legit it was like actually yeah. kind of scary because like there was like a point in the pandemic where we we're just like what if this actually does just go south and yeah. <laughs> we all die yeah. like it was just scary like what if we yeah. don't figure it out it was Genuinely. a scary time mm-hmm. yeah, no yeah. one like like we'll be telling our kids about it but like yo like that happened mm-hmm. this will never yeah. happen yeah. again for years and years and years and years and years but yeah. Yeah, pretty nuts. Speaking of which, yeah. Turn Left is definitely like a pilot for years and years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> really like, you can tell, like, with Russell, like, he um, he is always one to kind of challenge, like, the format of Doctor Who. What you can get away with, essentially, with Doctor Who, for, like, good or bad, you know, like, sometimes yeah. it doesn't always work, you know, he'll do some experimental stuff, and sometimes, I mean, I don't even mind, like, Love and Monsters being real. I have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can tell, tech. like... I can it. tell why well people, done. you know, it's it's very experimental as an episode, right? Like it's hey, very that's the right stupid. Answer. That's the right stupid answer. episode. Don't worry. Stupid episode. Right answer. <laughs> it's, 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 I think I've always like viewed it though. Love and Monsters is kind of like it's a critique on fandom, is what it really is. Like when you yeah. look at it mm-hmm. as a story, it's not it's not meant to be like a hugely kind of. I, I think if you go into it with that context of of being a Doctor Who fan, I think it you get a lot more out of it. Whereas mm-hmm. if you just go into it just as a, like a random guy, you're just sort of there like, this is just a bit silly, isn't it? But I think with, yeah. with the hindsight of being in like the fandom of circular and kind of like the way people can be. And, you know, I think we all, we all know someone who's a bit like uh, Victor Kennedy sometimes. Yeah. He's like, right. You can't here. have any, oh, you, can't, <laughs> you can't have any fun with, uh, you know, being a fan of this thing. You've got to, you got to, Study it, document yeah. it, and be be all doesn't serious sound like about me it. At all. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I that doesn't sound like me at all. Actually, well, speaking of episodes that uh, maybe are terrible, people love just like love the mm. monsters. Yeah, yeah. What would you say? What episodes regarded as terrible but you love? Mm. You might have just said have... it love the monsters, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Knows? I mean, honestly, like there's a few. Honestly, a lot of series seven springs to mind for me. Like, a lot of Series 7 does. I like, feel that. Because, like, so many people are like, oh, Series 7 is shit. It's terrible episodes. I'm just sat here like, well, we're watching the same thing. Because, like, mm. I don't think it's that bad. Like, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, for example. I never hear anyone talk about that one. I don't know whether it's hated, but, like, yeah. I think it's really it's good. Pretty, like, the only thing, yeah. the, the only thing that really kind of, you know, they take the owl on is the ending. Because, like, yeah. it always annoys me when the guy who thinks he's a robot still thinks he's a robot by the end. Like, nah, <laughs> nah, you can't have that. Not moved on. Carry on. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's by the end. only Doctor Who, you know. But yeah, Series 7, that's a good that, answer. Yeah, like, maybe, like, Rings of Akatan as well. I think mm-hmm. it's really decent and good fun. And that speech at the end is fantastic. Like, yes. everyone gives Capaldi credit for his speeches. And credit to him, you know, like, he's great at delivering them. But Smith had some damn good ones in there as well, you know, like the yeah, Ring Back Ten absolutely. one, Time of the Doctor, one of the best speeches, Pandorica as well. Mm-hmm. Like he had so many good speeches as well. I think they're like a good contrast because I think Matt does really good, like big, like I am talking stuff, and then Capaldi's are way more like intimate, mm, and then yeah. he'll just be talking to like one or two individuals, like his speech with the Masters Deep at the end of series you know. ten. But like yeah. the. Yeah, I don't know. Matt's are always like big crowd, like chanting ones. Yeah. And there's a contrast and they're both really good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so Tharys, hit us up with an episode that you used to love, but doesn't hold up anymore. Oh, see, I think for me, the one that immediately springs to mind is Planet of the Dead, the um, the Easter Fair. special with I was the bus. Because, because um, I was thinking about this because I am with one of these people who kind of like had Doctor Who DVDs occasionally and stuff like that, and one of the DVDs I had. You know, because I didn't have unlimited money as a kid. You know, you had the DVDs you had kind of thing. One of the DVDs I had and would watch repeatedly was the Planet of the Dead one. And I, I, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it as a kid. But you kind of look back at it now and you're like, yeah, this is kind of mid. You know, this isn't that this isn't that great. You know, like, yeah. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. But it's like, you know, it's it can be a bit too kind of cringe in some, like, for lack of a better term, you know, like... Definitely. Christina D'Souza can be a bit like overbearing, and like the whole, yeah. um, the whole bit on the bus where the doctor's like, "Oh, you're having bangers and mash, that's brilliant." Yeah. You're the best people, and, and all it's like, "Yeah, it's all right, we get it," you know. Yeah, um, and and the flying bus at the end doing like tail yeah. whips into the smacking the... a, a smacking the stingrays. Yeah, yeah. we had we had the exact same opinion. I think yeah. we like grew up. Well, I don't know about you, but I grew up loving it and then rewatching it for the podcast i was like yeah, i always thought it was fine ah, yeah it was like it's got yeah, like, i don't hate though, it you know? cool. yeah yeah so, dan like, in it which is great i don't hate it you know we love malcolm big up malcolm mm. um, Slay. Oh, brilliant i Slay hope malcolm. i'd love to see him come back bring yeah, malcolm back yeah it's lee mack i yeah, think I he plays him lee, no not lee mack lee mack no, is no, 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 it's um it's uh you love lee mack the kablam man that's kablam man yeah no oh bloody hell it escapes me i can't remember anyway yeah, but I love Matt. I love him we're... Matt, Matt, no, what? I'm joking. I'm, that was a bad oh. joke. <laughs> Go on, Darius. <laughs> I, I was going to say as well because, like, with um, with Malcolm as well, he's like a Welsh, a Welsh guy who's like really obsessed with the Doctor. Which part of me thinks is also like a, maybe a bit of a self insert for Russell, but also yeah. kind of like myself as well. I'm kind of sat there like, damn, this isn't too far away from me. Like, yeah. if, if I was in Doctor Who, yeah. this would essentially be who I was, you know? <laughs> Rowdy, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think so, as yeah. well it has like a, a soft spot for me because it's all in HD. It's like the first mm. one that's in HD and just the amazing location shooting because that was in Dubai, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Which it is was. Insane! And even what they what did they doing in the, Dubai? the bus that got, it got destroyed during yeah. the, uh, the shipping from the UK to Dubai. Yeah. And then just the way they were like, well, we'll if it goes in. through a wormhole, it's going to get a bit fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's just say yeah. it got messed up. It's awesome. It's great. Like, I just think that, working around like, the problems, you know? Yeah, that is the mark of, like, a great production team, I think. Exactly. Where it's, mm-hmm. like, where it's like, you don't see problems, you see potential come out of those things. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Um, in fairness, like, even though a lot of flux didn't, like, work for me, I think a lot of the kind of decisions made there were kind of quite clever in some ways. Like, oh... Why are they all stood like this on this scene? Oh, it's because they're all getting absorbed by the passenger to go and do whatever. Like, you know, right, obviously it's yeah. not perfect, but I think just finding those 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 ways around problems, I think, is a really... I think it's a mark of a really good, like, team as well. Like, you know, with the whole... Yeah. Um, even things like, you know, they didn't want Paul McGann for the 50th. Like, Stephen Moffat said we could get Paul McGann and maybe still like, nah, which is a terrible decision. Creating John Hurt in itself is like a great workaround, even if, you know, as fans, we probably would have preferred Paul McGann at the time. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's just, I think, yeah, I do appreciate a lot of stuff like that, like the, the ingenuity of, of people 
um, yeah. to like work I think around Moffat, these things. I think Moffat is quite notorious for that, actually, because I remember mm. I was listening to a podcast once. You know, it might have actually been David Tennant's podcast they did for for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. It might have been. I can't remember. Was there was there an episode with Neil Gaiman on that podcast? I, I think there was, yeah. Yeah, there if there been, was. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, I've definitely heard Neil Gaiman say on a podcast once that working on Doctor Who, and this is like a prolific writer that's done incredible stuff in his time, and he said like he got like one of the biggest lessons of his career being on Doctor Who, and that mm. was... Sometimes you, you can't do the things you want to do and you can't look at these things as problems. You can't look at them as like, oh no, like the script's ruined. You've got to look at them like what's a more fun, usually what's a cheaper way cheaper, of doing yeah. this, but in a in a yeah. fun way. And I think I, uh, I think he was sort of talking about Nightmare and Silver when he was referencing that because yeah, I don't think that was the episode that he sort of yeah, wanted to make yeah. in the end. But yeah. yeah, Nightmare and Silver is an interesting one because you listen to a lot of his original like ideas for it and they sound like fantastic it's like yeah, a bunch sick, of steam yeah. like a bunch of steampunk cybermen invading like a 50s like fair that sounds amazing <laughs> i want to watch awesome. it inject yeah. it into my veins um but yeah like a lot of, like you say like a lot of things have to be like worked around like I, I think one of the best examples of that is like with midnight russell wrote that in two weeks had one yeah. location and came up with one of Insane. the like the big the biggest masterpieces ever like that is the mark of true careers when they can take such a limited toy box and such a limited set of tools and be like what can i make out of this that's incredible and i think a lot of the time that's when you get a lot of doctor who at its best when it doesn't have all the resources in the world you know like your blinks Mm. as well is a very kind of like it's a bottle it's a bottle episode um even things like turn left you know it's, it's not an expensive episode a lot of it's like you know, footage we've already seen and kind of mm-hmm. mixed together and stuff like that. Uh, there's not really like a big alien threat other than like the beetle a couple of times, but it's just so good, you know? Yeah. Um, and and, and Blink itself, of... but so Blink itself, it, like the idea of Dr. Light episodes stemmed from them having like a 13 episode. Oh no, it was from the edition of the Christmas special. They yeah, needed yeah. to film two episodes at the same time. So that's why they ended up doing uh, things like Blink to, to sort of, get around that new schedule. So that's a problem. Yeah. Solver and in obstacles, itself. obstacles, opportunities, as that's they right. say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. Um, um, were you going to say something there, Thary? No, 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 no. I think you, uh, I think you said what I was going to say. So uh, I think you, oh, okay. uh, you, you, got, <laughs> you got it. You, no, no, that's all right. You were back on. You were back on. <laughs> Hit us up, Connor. What's well, the next we're one? reminiscing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Memories, you know. Ah, oh, the memories. What episode the memories. means the most to you? varies not because of the episode itself but because of the memories associated with it Ooh, Ooh, I that's think a deep one it is pretty deep i think it's it would have to be amy's choice the series five episode and the okay. reason I, I say that is because um i have very fond memories of trying to recreate that in the school playground and I would always be like the dream lord. And I was there, being like, being like, tweet, tweet, it's time to sleep. So like, let's go all around be like, ooh. I have very fond memories of trying to recreate that. And I remember watching it, like, so religiously. And me and my brother just loved that one. And to this day, it remains one of my favorites. I think it's, like, such a brilliant concept. And you learn so it's much it's amazing. about those characters. Like... I want to see the Dream Lord back. Can we like? Can we get him back for something? It doesn't even need mm-hmm. to be Jerry Jones. It could be a different, you know, actor if it needed to be, because you know they, they're meant to be like a manifestation of the Doctor. But like the Dream Wasn't Lord's the fa- fantastic. Wasn't yeah. that meant to be like the Valyard from um, 
Is it who's the geezer from um who's the geezer from uh uh Trial of Time Lords? That yeah, that is the Valiard, like yeah. Yeah. The Valiard. It's like a evil version of the Doctor almost. Uh yeah, they're not like actually t- connected in in show, but it's a, a similar concept. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, like wasn't that meant to be a kind of similar thing to the Valiard with the Yeah, the yeah. It, like they could yeah. do something like that, you know. Where, yeah, it's similar. It's basically know, all the all the you know the things the that Doctor uses, yeah, the the negative qualities yeah. of himself as a person. Um, but I just think the whole thing of him, like the way he like you know topples around and is like he's in like he's blending into all the different like dreams and stuff like that. I think some of that's that fantastic. Dope. And I always thought at the end of like you know there's a bit at the end where the TARDIS he's looking down at the TARDIS console and he sees the Dream Lord again. Mm, I was like yes. that's setting up a sequel. We can see him again. <laughs> we never knew. Rory's choice. Saturday. Never did. Rory's choice. Yeah, Rory's choice. <laughs> that, is, um, that is such a great episode, honestly. It's a banger. One of my favourites, yeah. which I think gets overlooked like way too much. It and the yeah. writer never. He never did anything else. I think he did one episode, and that was it. And, was it just um, that one? Yeah. Mm, it's a such a, it's a great such a episode. Great episode. And, it, and, it, and, it, and like I, I feel like it never really gets brought up, and I, I've yeah. always thought it was like such mm. a well-written episode with such a like great idea as well, you know. Yeah, I love yeah. it. The TARDIS looks fantastic five. in that one as well. Like the TARDIS oh, scenes, ice. yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. So as good. it's freezing so over and it's all like good. the like, ice, the, like the ice, yeah, star, the ice yep. sun, brilliant, so good. Uh, and I love that whole thing though, where it is like. Because they're debating whether an ice star is real, right? And I love how, yeah. as the audience, unless you're like a, a fancy scientist boy, like you're watching it and you're like, is an ice star real? Could a star burn? Like, probably. you're like, yeah, but you sit there and you're like, probably? Could it be? Like, yeah. uh, or at least it, by it Doctor Who like logic, cool it's like, that's not that outlandish for Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, maybe you know, in this world there is like a like, ice star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, but they, they did yeah. such a good job at making it like you don't, yeah, you don't give away at all which one is the dream and reality. Yeah. And then they also get away with them both being dreams as well. It doesn't feel like yeah. a cop-out at the end. But it, so. I think it's as well because they kind of set it up, the way they set it up is one of them is kind of the Doctor's dream and one of them is kind of Rory's. Rory's dream right. is to yeah. like... one of the, Rory's dream is kind of to settle down with Amy, have a nice kid in some boring little English village you mm-hmm. know, somewhere, get a ponytail, get a regular <laughs> 9 to 5. That's the life he wants. Yeah. The Doctor's life, he wants to constantly be confused by things and not know the answer and be constantly in danger and mm-hmm. looking for the solution. That is the Doctor's dream scenario. And Amy is basically at the centre, like, which one of these things do you want? And in the end, she chooses him, but also, yep. you know, she's going to do it her own way as well. I think it's just such a... You learn so much about those three characters in that one episode, like more so. I think there's some series that you learn less about the characters than in that one episode of TV. And I don't even just talk about Doctor Who, I just mean in general. Like mm-hmm. the amount of character development you get out of that one episode is like insane. Like by the end, you know, she's basically made her mind, I cannot live without Rory. You know, whatever yeah. happens, Rory is, yeah. needs to be in my life. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's so good. It but yeah, I have so many yeah. fond memories of that one as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I'm, great. I remember I first watched that episode on like an iPod Nano. Remember those? On an iPod, iPod Nano? Yeah, Don't the screens like this big? Uh, screen that I borrowed Jeez. from someone at school because he'd bought it. This is how I, this is how you used to have to watch episodes, kids. This is how you used to have to watch <laughs> You don't it. understand was, the pain. No Disney Plus. I was oh, literally yeah. watching it on iPod now. I literally borrowed from like some round guy at school who would let me borrow it. He's yeah. like, you return it tomorrow. <laughs> I did. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, he had like a couple episodes on there, like Vincent the Doctor, the Lodger, oh, that's and, great uh, one. and uh, nice. Amy's Choice. Yeah, so, yeah. for memories. Series five is so it's good. good. It's so like, good, and it actually like, is. It gets it, a yeah, bit of praise, but great, not enough. Like, Bit of a yeah. pilot season all, again, you know. It was like a yeah. bit of a reboot, you know. It was... Like that's the thing. Like I think series, I think series four and five are like really close to me quality wise. Like they're like my two favorites. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think series five is. I think what's so great about series five more broadly is just like how different it is whilst also feeling exactly the same. Yeah, and that's like yeah. that's such a difficult thing to achieve, but they manage it somehow. Like. The, the entire production is different, like, the entire cast, crew, you know, the, the visual look of it is completely different, the storylines so are completely different, but yet somehow you don't feel like it's a different thing at all. I think it, mm-hmm. it feels exactly as you would imagine it, but with a new kind of, like, fairy tale kind of tinge to it, which feels perfect. Like, it's a, it's a perfect it way to take... You know, a series of Doctor Who, I feel like it's one of those genres that, like, kind of lends itself really well to Doctor Who as a property, which is kind of like this magical, weird, nebulous concept when you kind of sit down and think about it. You know, like, it's a guy in a blue, random blue box who goes around and saves people from aliens and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. goes through different times. Like, that is, you know, like, that is almost like Disney levels of, like, just a mad, wild, like, premise type thing. Um, I think that's why the fairy tale stuff like lends it to us to it so well. But it also, Definitely. you know, like equally, I think that kind of shows the the kind of flexibility of Doctor Who that it can also be this epic, you know, grand like adventure thing, which is kind of what Russell's was as well, and also be kind of soapy as well. It's got so much versatility, and I always love seeing how each kind of um, creative interprets it because you never get the same reading even with russell now like coming back there's differences in the way he's approaching it you can already tell from the way mm-hmm. he approached rtd what you know it's, it's not yeah. the same at all um i think moffat clearly set out with like a, a clear intent of what he wanted to do and i, I think mm. i think the 11th hour is a great like pilot of that that yeah that, you know the first shot oh not the first shot the first shot's the crashing ship but the first shot after the title sequence is like just one of those dream yeah, the like the little wind turbine. Thing, yeah, just, and that's so like just a fairy tale thing, and you just sweep through the garden. And Murray scores such a fairy like, tale. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Oh man, so good. Take me back. Those the good old days. Yeah. Well, we'll be there once we finish. Um, once RTD two finishes, then Moffat two begins, baby. Then we. Can you imagine the fandom reaction if Moffat two insane? Moffat two. I think. M two. I think. I think there would be a lot like civil wars going on they'd be like riots in the streets they'd be like, be like i i feel like i'm in the minority who wouldn't mind him having another go like i i don't even think i would mind too much i don't think i'd want it long term because he was here so yeah, long yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know i mean i'd love to see him back to do like the odd episode i, I think like, now, you, you just end yeah. up feeling like you're going in circles though mm-hmm. at that point. yeah, I, yeah. I think you, you are kind of right i i think him writing I think if he writes like a one-off episode under Russell, I think that'll be peak. Probably <laughs> that'll mm-hmm. probably be like that. I'm I'm yeah. so down for that. I, yeah, I, I would... yeah. Mm. yeah it's gonna be better, weird if that happens. Though. It's gonna gonna kind of be weird if that happens though, because then literally the only Doctor that he wouldn't have written for would be Jodie. Jodie, yeah, he wrote yeah for, true. Because he wrote yeah. for Eccleston, Tennant, 
um, Smith, Capaldi, and then maybe Shooty as well. So, like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, I think that's kind of yeah. one of those interesting things about that era now, because we've got Murray back. It is kind of just in its own little bubble now. For better or worse, mm-hmm. it's just sort of this, this, this other weird bit in the middle, and then, you know, this. And I think that'll kind of, you know, it'll make it seem more unique in its own way. Um, you know, yeah. I, I suppose as well, you know. But you never know. <laughs> Darius, tell me, which episode has the best ending? Oh, this is this is tough. Mm-hmm. This, this is a tough one because um, I think I, I think about this like there's so many like the sort of definitive moments. I think for me, I think oh, it's so difficult. I think for the sake of this year, especially, I'm gonna say. The ending of Journey's End with, like, the memory wipe thing. Because that, to me, is, like... Like, even though... Because a lot of people complain about the the bit before with, like, you know, the Daleks and the fact that she can kind of just... It's kind of just a computer over there that if you click a couple buttons, the Daleks will spin around and you go and see them. Like, I know a lot of people don't like that. But I think it's covered up... I think that's one thing Russell can do really well. Even if his endings are a bit... Yeah he can cover them up with, like, some emotional sacrifice, because he always kind of does it, mm. like, because if you think about it, like, Babel <laughs> parting of the ways, there's no real reason that the Time Vortex should make Rose into, like, a Super Saiyan, but it does, <laughs> and you're fine with it, because it leads to Ackleston's regeneration. With Doomsday yeah. as well, they basically just, you know, suck the Daleks inside men into a giant plug hole, essentially. <laughs> um, but it's fine, because you get that amazing bit at the end with... Rose and Ten on the, the beach. Genesis arc. There you go. Yeah, it. yeah, the Genesis arc. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like yeah. series three. That's probably like the most infamous one, where it's like, why, why does it revive him if they say his name with the satellites? Like it doesn't really <laughs> make any sense. But it's fine because look, the master's dying. Like it's the subway gets... network. Yeah, <laughs> the angel network. Gets... Goofy when you think about it. Like he, he kind of yeah, gets exactly away with it though know. because he'll hit you with like that emotional punch to be like, mm-hmm. oh, but look, you crying now. Are you crying yet? And, um, <laughs> yeah. I want that. I can't wait yeah, for that in, exactly. in, in RTD2. Like, and I think the, the Donner ending is just like so just like it's it's genuinely what like I think because one of the one of my few well I say I got a few criticisms of Moffat, but one of my main ones is I feel like he was too afraid to let consequences kind of be there. A hundred percent. Like when that, characters yeah. mm-hmm. die they don't you know like clara she kind of gets around it she gets talis she gets me i know she she technically has to go back eventually but for all intents Mm -hmm. and purposes she can kind of stick around you know um and then like with bill as well she gets revived as a puddle which is nice but again there's kind of not really much of a sacrifice yeah but like but russell's like yeah this is it. Like, Rose is in that alternate universe. Yeah, okay, she gets her own version 10. But for the 10th Doctor himself, he has to watch as his... Mm-hmm. The, the love of his life, essentially, goes off with an identical clone of him. That's that's rough, man. <laughs> like, and then, you know, um, with, with Donna as well, obviously, we don't know how it's going to work in the 60th, but, like, there is no magical oh, we can reverse this long-term thing and i doubt they would do that in the 60s either maybe this will age terribly but i don't think she'll get her (laughs) memories back wholesale at least without you know for the whole time at least without some sort of consequence going into it 
Um, yeah. And yeah, I think just... Because it's like, you see as well, I think what makes it so heartbreaking is you see Donna progress so much through Series 4. You know, Will has the line, she was better with you, but she was. like, And then you see her kind of regress back and you're like, oh no, that's mm. rough. But yeah, that ending for me is pitch perfect. I love it. Love it. Good well, choice. Yeah, speaking of best ending, what Ooh. about the best opening? Wow. Mm. I these think are some doozies, honestly. These are some these are some great questions. Mm-hmm. So are we talking just like in terms of opening to an episode or like an opening episode? Yeah, I'd, so I'd like, say so like yeah, start of like a an app or Yeah, like the pre title sequence. So like it can go a bit beyond that. Just like mm. the first like five ten yeah. minutes that kinda got you hooked yeah, in, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. I think um Actually, this is a, this is a tough one. You've uh, you've got me there. Mm. I might go for a classic who one. I haven't done a classic who. Go yet. on. So yeah, I'll go for a oh, classic who wow. one. I think um, I'm gonna say, I I think the beginning of Earthshock is really cool, but you get the reveal I've at the it. end. Of, yes, that's yeah. good. You get the re- <laughs> you get the reveal of the Cybermen like built up at the end, and then it's the destroy mm. them. I yeah, guess at the end that of part was a big one, deal back in the day, I yeah. kind of see that as like part of the beginning. It's like the opening act, right? So like the classic, you can kind of count that. Um, we'll let you off. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we'll- yeah. <laughs> like I think that moment, you're like, oh shit, the Cybermen are back because it was a while. That's a really good pick. You know, and- yeah, yeah. So I think I'll go with yeah. that. Yeah, that's cool. I respect it. It is your your pick is the ending of an opening. Yeah, it's in part one, isn't it? I'll I'll allow yeah. it. I'll allow it. Well, part two has an opening. You know, there you go. Yeah. That's true, yeah, that's and, and they replay the ending as the opening. They do, they always do. Yeah, that. they so, do. Yeah. A, so your favourite is the opening of part two of Earthshock. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there's a loophole. There you go. There you go. Is there an episode for you, Thares, that you relate to the most? Oh, it's relate to the most. I mean, partially for the reasons I said earlier, kind of like Love and Monsters in a way, because I kind of feel <laughs> like, you think about it, you think about like Elton, right? What is he? He's essentially a blonde guy, you know, in his 20s, who sat in his room, rambling to a camera about the Doctor. <laughs> and dancing to ELO. And trying to hunt yeah. down the, the filming locations. Of, yeah, of, you know, I well. think there's, there's an element of that we can all relate to, I think, in, in a lot of yeah. ways. Um, yeah. He yeah. was a weird guy, actually, can't think about it. Having pictures of Rose. <laughs> yeah. And Jackie finds the it. The season one. Like, I swear. And he hits on Jackie as well. It's motion picture. Yeah. Sure. yeah. He's trying he to get with Jackie. Him. He was a bit of a strange yeah. bloke. Elton he was, is a bit actually. Of, he is. And I just said I related to him. So what does that say about me? No one could ever convince me that episode is bad. So good. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, it's fun. Goat status. It's fun. I, I'm more like, because you love it, I just pretend to hate it for that that contrast it's a show banter folks that's it yeah that's what we do around here uh, what are you gonna say okay. there i was gonna think of other episodes that like i relate to a lot um mm-hmm. i'm sort of having a, a good old good old think i think mm-hmm. maybe just the ending of like end of the world when they've just had this like huge um like experience of seeing you know the end of your planet and you're just like i just want some chips like dude, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so either of those two, I think. Uh, cool. Yeah. Good choices. I like okay. it. Uh, so, what episode objectively is the greatest ever? The goat, mm-hmm. the greatest of oh, all time. So we're talking so... like well made. Maybe not your favorite mm. one, but just like the one that's most well made. 
So difficult. So difficult. Mm -hmm. I think it would have to be Midnight, you know. Just because, like, the script is bang on. The fact that they recite their lines at the same time to, like, perfection. Like, imagine how many takes that took. Like, the fact that it's all in one location and yet you feel this sense of, like, just scope to the world, even though you barely see the outside of the world, you get the sense that it's, there's so much lurking beyond if you just mm. poke your head around the corner, like it's like the directing, the shoot, the shots of like, you know, as you see them slowly turn and you can see okay. Sky Silvestri becoming, you know, more and more so- possessed and then so you can, and then it sort of turns to the Doctor as you realise, oh shit, the Midnight Entity's gone over to him now, like Technically and like script wise and performance wise, I cannot find a fault in it. Other than that one bit where you see the green screen at the beginning, but oh, we'll yeah. forget about that <laughs> for the sake of for the sake of for the sake of this. It's funny to think that um, uh, Eva Dars was also written in two weeks, and I and I I still like Eva Dars. It's I find fun. it really fun, yeah. but it kind of just shows you that Rossi, you know, yeah. it's like he did that in two weeks, and it's like it, yeah. it does just show you sometimes you can just be like insanely talented mm-hmm. and do not saying chibi isn't talented i'm just saying i, I still do yeah. love eve yeah i'm just saying like mm. that is pretty like there's a reason why they call him the goat and i think that's a great yeah. example as to why i think goat. one of the best another one i might actually easily. say is um is doctor's wife as well actually doctor's oh, wife yes. is like these are all bangers mm-hmm. i like i like, say every time banger banger yeah banger. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah Doctor's wife is incredible. I, in fact, that might have been a contender for ending as well, actually, to an episode. Yep. When um, that always gets me, actually. When uh, it's like I just wanted to say hello. Got me in the feels, so good, you know. Right. Like got me in the it feels. Just... Yeah. So I have multiple answers for a lot of these questions. I realized it. that's fine. That's what we're here for. Yeah, Doctor's wife is like it. It feels like an adventure in forty-five minutes mm. more so than. I think any other Doctor Who does. Like, you really feel like you've yeah. been on, like, a journey. Similar to Girl Who Waited, I think the similar vibes, like, just kind oh, of... Oh, I love Girl Who Waited journey, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so great as well. There's so many yeah. bangers in the Smith era. So many... We don't... <laughs> there actually is, like... Doctor Who is actually, like... I kind of hate when people are like, Doctor Who's just some, like, silly nerd show. So there's good there stuff in there. There actually are some episodes yeah. in there. Yeah. Like, I love showing people who aren't fans of Doctor Who episodes that I think are great. Yep. Like I showed my mate Midnight who like hates Doctor Who. And even he was like, all right, mm-hmm. that was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, we, yeah. Like, you we know. watched those episodes over and over again, which leads me into our next mm. question, which is which episode have you watched the most? It's such a it's such a difficult question to answer because there's so many that I feel like are baked into my brain. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I think Amy's Choice is one that I mentioned earlier. 11th Hour is another uh, I watched like loads. Like I was yep. the introduction, I think it's fantastic. Um, the, the Stolen Earth Journey's End is another where like I watched loads. I probably say Eleventh Hour. I think mm-hmm. uh, just because it was the introduction to arguably like in a way my childhood, which sounds like c- cliche as hell to say, but like just like you know, and I think this. I, I honestly think, in terms of like post regeneration stories, it's like the best one. Like, to me, it's it's like it's peak. It it doesn't doesn't get any better than that. It's a banger. It really is. It's very good. All right. Well, let's get a bit negative for a second. Negative. Yeah. Okay. Just for a sec. We don't want to be too negative. Listen. All right. Mm-hmm. 
What's the worst episode of Doctor Who? Mm. Legend of the Sea Devils. Oh. Wow, really? I, now we're talking, yeah, baby. Yeah, no, I, I, oh, really? Yeah, Legend of the Sea Devils. For me, yeah. it, it just, I sat there, and I, again, you know, I, I try not to, I try not to talk about Chibnall too much these days because it's like, you know, it's in the past. I want to be mm-hmm. excited for the future. I want to let people who liked it like it. You know, whatever. Do you do you live your best life? But yep. my God, I think that was the one episode where I, I sat and I went, that's just everything wrong with this era in one episode. <laughs> like, I, it is. I, like, I was sat there and I was just like, oh my God, you have the the location text for each different year that they go to. You have mm-hmm. the side characters that they're just irrelevant. Like they, there's nothing to them. Um, yeah. The, the the dialogue is all over the place. Like Oof. there's like entire like scenes that just don't make any sense. Like where did the nets really come short from? Too, for a special, yeah, it's like yeah. forty three minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I reckon. I reckon short. it was cut to hell. Like I reckon it was absolutely yeah. like chopped to yeah. bits. Because like there's I, yeah, you know like there's so the bits too. with like where's where's the net come from? You know when they go. Yeah, into yeah. The it makes no sense. It, yeah, like, literally I. That is just like that's. I literally when I was watching it the first time, I was like, that just came out of nowhere. I'd love to hear like behind the scenes stuff, maybe in a couple of years. And I yeah. think it's also one of the few happened. like Jodie era episodes that genuinely looks bad. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know, because I, I think generally this this um, this era looks quite visually good and quite like you know mm-hmm. um, technologically it looks quite good and quite you know well made a lot in a lot of time. Legend of the Sea Devils just does not look. Does not look good to me. Like it's murky. Mm. The sea, the sea devil jump. Like what? What is that? <laughs> what, what? Boing. Super, super Mario so jump. Good. Super sea it's... devil. Yeah, um, it's. Yeah. I. I just. There's so much I could talk about. The fact that they kind of missed the point of the sea devils by saying, "Oh, they regard it as their own planet." It's like, no, it, it is their own planet. It is. Yeah. Not, there's no regard about it, you know. Is mm. their own. Planet. They're like the ocean Silurians, almost like the wet. Yeah, areas. basically the wet, yeah. the wet Silurians. Yeah, yeah. You know? They're basically <laughs> if if yeah if like if Silurians were underwater, that's essentially what they are. Yeah, Which exactly. Is weird yeah. Because Chibnall wrote the Silurian one for series yeah. five, and he got he the point really well. He did he? Did and the yeah. Sea Devils, that's it's just like oh, we just we just want to flood everything, mate. Mm-hmm. Let everything it's... just flood. Just. It was a swashbuckling, swashbuckling adventure. They advertised it as like this fun pirate adventure, and it just yeah. didn't feel like that at all. No, it was just like this bland ass like yeah. episode. Yeah. You're yes. like, what? They the should have made it like Pirates of the Caribbean. They should have had it be like yeah. light and energetic, and you know what? Even have like mm. a musical number in there. Make it really fun. Mm. But but no, they were now just like talking. now they were just like instead. Musical. Oh, here's some sea devils and yeah. some pirates. And that's it. And also mm-hmm. the fact that I mean, don't let the swords touch your skin is a line that has gone down <laughs> in, in to me. Uh, you know, ever since broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a that's line good. that's gone down in infamy ever since. Like, like the, the one good scene I'll give it is I think the scene of them underwater. Uh, the TARDIS is underwater, and they're kind of like, it looks beautiful. Whatever. That's a yeah. decent scene. But I almost feel like with the Thasmin stuff as well, because none of it is really addressed in power, kind of makes Legend of the Sea Devils, like, the bit of that worse as well. Because it's like, oh, was that the ending? I guess it was then. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it just left you confused. And 
And same with like Dan and um and uh, die and die. Yeah, yeah, it kind of. Mm. I know that sort of does tie into his exit a little bit, but not really. Like it's he, weird he that that's the end of die. Like a day, it's like. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Die's last scene is. Yeah, it's a weird one. You expect to see them Hi, together Dan. again, but I'd love to go on a date with you. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, they sh- what they great. should like. Dan, Dan is the most shafted companion, at least in New Who, like ever. Yeah. His house gets destroyed. His relationship <laughs> is torn apart by things that are pretty much entirely out of control. He spends three years in the past where he can't get out, and then his two adventures he has in the TARDIS before he leaves. One of them's to a warehouse, and one of them's the most murky-ass pirate ship in history. He had the worst... And the, the, worst the Doctor run. doesn't even say bye. No! Yeah. <laughs> and literally, when it's, where, like, they land, it's like, oh, yeah, my house is gone. Guess I'm kipping oh. on my parents' uh, couch tonight. And Jodie's like, guess you are. See ya. That's a you problem, Dan. You're a plaster. Like, fix oh, it. come on. Just get over it, you know. I think it'd be really funny if you'd have done like, you know, Rack it Ralph, like fix it Felix, he just like taps it with a hammer and Felix, just like yeah. just like it just comes just, back. Yeah. There's a massive spot, no. there's a bit of land, just get started Legend on it. Mm-hmm. Legend of the Sea Devils for me, I remember watching it and just feeling like because like, you know, I, I went in with low expectations, like anyway, just to make sure, like, you know, and even then I was sat there like you know, even though it was short, it felt like an hour long. Like mm-hmm. it felt 50 minutes because like there's so many scenes where they're just talking about stuff yeah. but it it just goes on but then there's also scenes where they don't even explain half the stuff that happened it's so weird like the pacing is mental i said at the time it's like it's on it's like it's on fast forward and slow motion at the same time like i can't yeah. explain it that's the only we just way, got can... way sorry yeah we just got way too treated to uh boards of mars i think for the oh, yeah. Is that, yeah like the yeah. second last episode it has a name like the pa- pa- yeah the penultimate the penultimate the yeah. penultimate, the yeah. penultimate one, it, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think we got way too treated with i think, that's it. I think you kind of you know? do you kind of do expect a penultimate episode to be a bit of an event mm. you know yeah, like, yeah that's like, like nothing like, happened. give you a cliffhanger there was, there was no big yeah there yeah. was no, no like, big like thing that happened Matt Smith's penultimate episode was Day of the Doctor, for God's sake. You know, he had, like, yeah. the 50th as yeah. a penultimate episode. Crap. Tennant, like you say, had Waters of Mars. Boomtown. Eccleston had Boomtown, which is, <laughs> yeah, it's, sm- hey. it's, yeah, it's, it's smaller, fine. but it's it's a banger episode. Though. I, I love Boomtown. It's good. Um, yeah. Like, is you that kind of expect... For... <laughs> yeah, uh, partially. But also, I, yeah, just really yeah. like, I, I just really like that story as well. But, like, yeah, yeah. and then you get fun, to Legend yeah. of the Sea Devils, and it's like... It just because the thing is as well, one of the main criticisms of Power of the Doctor is, even though it's Jodie's last one, there isn't that much focus on Jodie herself. Like, yeah. There's a lot of sort of oh the mouth has taken her body and oh look it's Colin Baker and Peter Davison, Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred and mm-hmm. Jack Fielding and all this. Um, so Legend was the last time where you could have seen this Doctor in her element on her own, really, just not even it doesn't need to be Waters and Mars level, but just show what you know, we're going to miss about this Doctor and this era. And in the end, for me, it kind of just did the opposite. I was kind of sat there like, oh my God, you know, maybe sooner the better, you know? Um, And I think it's made worse as well by the fact that like, I think two weeks later, she's like, like four weeks later, like a month or something, like Shooty Gatwood was announced. And Tenant was announced. I think it was May. It was May, wasn't it? For both them and Tenant. And you just sort of look at it and you're like, damn, yeah. Legend of the Sea Devils uh, just looks so irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> it we looks had even that more. And, yeah. 
No, good yeah. answer. I think, I think uh, maybe Legends of the City Elves could be the answer to the next question as well. What is the funniest laugh out loud episode? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, you could say Legend of the Sea Devils, but I don't think that's by design. I think that's, <laughs> that's you know, very uh, laughing at it, not with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in terms of actually intending to be funny, um, which sounds a bit mean, but in terms of, you know, actually comedic episodes, I, I do think Boomtown's a good show. I do find Boomtown really fun. Um, a lot, a lot of the Eccleston, a lot of the Eccleston ones are, are, are like really good. I think it's just Eccleston's humor, kind of like uh, mm. is just really fun. It's like that that the, northern uh, straight face. Yeah, mm. it's like at the end of Aliens of London, World War Three, when um, when uh, Rose is like, "Oh, my mum's cooking. Good, put her on a slow roast and let her simmer." Yeah, <laughs> it's just I'm like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, um, yeah. A lot of the Eccleston ones. If I had to pick a yep. funniest episode. I, yeah, I'll go Boomtown. Screw it, we'll go Boomtown. I like it. It's got a good montage, that. a good funny montage in there. Yeah, the which bit is, where the, he orders like a steak and she's trying to like poison him. Uh, with yeah, yeah. The, finger, the finger uh, dart and he catches it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, cool. like, yeah. it's like it's actually like I remember <laughs> laughing like, like uh, as a kid. I, I was just laughing at that shit. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, mm. and then when mm. when she's like, uh, "Oh, did you know Sardine can kill with their breath?" Did you? Yeah, you get like. To, like <laughs> Well, Tharys, you have been a wonderful guest, but we do have Thank one you. last big question for before you. Before the pearly mm. gates open. Before, yeah, before we decide whether you've made it into Doctor Who heaven, um, which currently only features Troy in there because he's, he's the only person that's done this. Yeah, he's just been sat... Um, he tries to talk to us. We're like, we can't We're not talking. You. Yeah, you're, you're no. in heaven. We're on... We're, we're St. Peter's. Yeah, we are. Amen. <laughs> so okay yeah a final question for you you've died you were overwhelmed by all this right. david tennant costume talk it was crazy you know yeah. we've got you as we do your mates aiden connor we come in with, with the coffin like we always do put you in the coffin yeah. we're like okay he's got to go with all of his figures we've got to get all, all the figures in there <laughs> like, a viking with you. like a viking burial you'd say yeah, on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all your treasured artifacts are in there with yeah. you um, but by the time we put all the figures in there and other bits of memorabilia, we're like, oh, we need to send him with with a DVD, with a Doctor Who DVD to, to send up there. If you have one episode or, or a two-part story that you were to show to the people waiting for you at the Pearly Dates, who is also us, what would that episode or story be? Mm. See, a lot of the ones that I've said would kind of be contenders. So mm-hmm. I think for variety's sake... I'm going to say Vincent and the Doctor. Ooh, slay! Because, I like because, that. Like, These are all because, picks. Let's open the gates. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, well it's just like that bit at the end is like, like it's the best historical mm-hmm. by like a country mile for me. Like it's not, like I feel like the historicals, like they, the, not that they're terrible, but they're, they're often, like, some of the weaker ones for me, like, personally. Same. Like, some of yeah. them are great, yep. but, like, they're kind of, like, the, the weaker ones for me. Vincent the Doctor is, like, the exception, where it's like, no, this is a 10 out of 10, mate. You've, mm-hmm. you've cleared the bar of what a historical could be. And whenever I look at, a, you know, historical either before or since, I'm always kind of like, yeah, it's fine, or it's, you know, it's not that great, but it's not Vincent, though, is it? Vincent is, like, mm-hmm. the creme de la creme of historical stories. Um, it's, it's handled peak. so well. Yeah, it's it's peak. It's fantastic. Good old Richard uh, Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. Yeah, yeah. have you guys fantastic seen writer. Uh, about time? The film. Yeah, I've yeah, oh, seen about, about time. That. <laughs> oh. that is like 
One of my favourite films of all oh, me time. Me too. Same. I literally tweeted that out today. I was like, here's some of my favourite films. And I was like, yes. that time was one of them. It's, oh. it's so good. They should get good. him back. If he wants to do another one, get him back to do another yeah. Doctor Who. He's, he's a busy boy. I'm surprised they got he him is. in the first place, you know? Yeah. Um, pretty much like anything he does, I think is at least written well. Like, Did I don't know if you yesterday? saw, yeah, the yeah. the Beatles sort of movie yesterday. Danny Ball um, oh, I haven't seen that, that yet. I need Danny to. Ball directed it. Yeah. It's a, a really lovely, like a rom-com vibe. Um, that mm. isn't like a rom, like a cringe rom-com. He just somehow yeah. makes rom-coms mm. like cool. Yeah, because mm. like, About Time as well. Like, yeah. I'm not a big rom-com guy, but About Time is just really sweet. And, uh, yeah. you know, the whole use of it. Because the thing is as well, the premise of About Time could come across as like really creepy when you think about it. Like, oh, I'm going to go back in time and make all the, like, I'm going to analyze this woman and make all the correct decisions so that I end up with her in the end. It could, you know, it could come across as really creepy, but he manages to just make it so heartwarming, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the scene at the end where it's like the the dad and him before they, like, before he passes and like they go back and they go back and see, you know, one last childhood memory. It's like, Yeah. If that if he was a writer that was announced for series 14, I would literally die of excitement. Yeah, again. I would. Twice. I'd employ it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd have a second Thary step on our hand. Thary says, come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that awesome. Great. That was really lovely. Yeah. Thank you so, so yeah. much for coming on. Thank you. No I hope you really enjoy your time in uh, yeah, heaven, heaven in who heaven I or hell depending on where you look at it mm-hmm. yeah, yep. yeah. I mean it's just me and Troy so do I consider <laughs> yeah. that heaven yeah. or hell oh, I didn't want to be me but I was like ah, actually that sounds me so just yeah. join yeah. 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 that's actually more of an attack you're basically you're basically just sending me into a corner with Troy like, there you go <laughs> yeah, you make your mind up you know you can call yeah, it yeah, yeah. I ain't saying nothing <laughs> um, that's great thank you very much everyone if you don't no already make sure you do subscribe to Thary uh, yeah, we'll link it down below you've been amazing theories thank no you very very much. Um, much and i don't know if you've ever heard the ending of one of our shows but I we um we oh, sing God. we sing a song as our outro yeah. song and the level of cringe out of 10 is literally off the charts it's always hard, above though, legend of the sea devils it's mate legend of the sea devils yeah, is down here and we're like uh, oh, wow. up up wow. there that oh, is God. We're in the sky. Are you ready, Connor? Yeah, do you want to get out of the way? We'll get it out of the way. Right. Let's go. And a one, and a two, and a skilly diddly do. It's Aiden and Connor's podcast. We're doing Doctor Who reviews with fairies. Doctor Who reviews. Also, it doesn't really work because we weren't really doing Doctor Who reviews, but... We... It's just a song, man. You know, <laughs> it's just the song. Yeah. Like lyric, the lyric, lyric, lyricist, lyricist. Was that me or you? Both. I think we did it together. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. I thought it was. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I very thought it much. was nice. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. We got you, the Thary's tick you. of approval. You don't have to keep yeah, being you nice. You're already through to who heaven. I'm just. I'm just a good guy. You know, I'm just a That's good guy. It's, it's a good guy, Thary's. <laughs> That's why I'm just just your uh, your, your friendly neighborhood fairies, you know. <laughs> All right, everyone. See? We will be back on Monday. Still in Crispy Pro's outro. I'll you just see. stole Crispy Pro's outro. Good one. And I'll yeah, see we'll, you we'll be back on later. on Monday. I'll see you later. And we're going to be joined by our good friend Zave for Monday's episode where we review Demons of the Punjab. That's why I forgot. Blah, let's Blah. go. <laughs>